This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. Well, good afternoon and welcome to Vancouver Consumer. I'm Sterling Fox. In just a few moments, our first of two Canada Day weekend treats. Our Mr. Fix-It, Stephen Bennett from Vancouver's Mid-City Plumbers will join us to take your calls on whatever summer do-it-yourself project you're working on that's giving you problems. In our second hour, Hockey Hall of Fame broadcaster Jim Robson will join us for a midsummer hockey fix. But first, here are some of the top consumers Consumer stories we're following this week. Not earth-shattering news, but word from Statistics Canada yesterday. Our GDP is up again, but only by 0.1% in April. This is only worth noting because economists had predicted no gain, so a little is better than nothing. Gains in our economy came from the manufacturing and utility sectors, which helped to offset declines in mining and oil and gas extraction. Service sectors basically unchanged. This is for April now, well ahead of the new tariffs imposed by the USA, so those numbers will be interesting to compare with the next batch in a month, and of course we'll report on them when they arrive too. To no one's surprise, gas prices have gone up this weekend, so why this time? GasBuddy.com's Dan McTagg says the price of oil is up over the last two weeks, and south of the border, gas prices are up 25 cents a gallon as supplies tighten up there for a second week. Another factor, our dollar, which has been declining as oil prices have been increasing. The new Premier of Ontario, Doug Ford, says he'll be watching oil companies for price-fixing type activities, but GasBuddy doesn't see an automatic uptick in prices simply because it's a long weekend. Okay, maybe not this time. Keep in mind, it was just this April when we in Vancouver set the new record for the highest gas prices ever in North America when we hit a buck 60.9 a liter. And so far today, I've been around through New Westminster, Burnaby, and most of Vancouver, and the price that I've seen everywhere is 159.9. So we're very dangerously close to that record. Here's a change of pace. Citigroup announced yesterday it will repay $335 million to customers who have overpaid in interest on their credit cards. That would take in about 1.75 million cardholders. Now, this is not a spontaneous outpouring of generosity. It's a response to being caught by the U.S. Consumer Financial Protection Bureau for rates charged in 2017. The agency agreed not to fine Citigroup if they repaid their customers who were overcharged. The program began when Citigroup decided to ignore certain criteria for rate reductions for some carholders, and that's illegal. We've reported on romaine lettuce causing some serious outbreaks of E. coli sickness, mostly in the States, but which did include some Canadians as well, at least eight of us. In America, five people died and 240 others became ill in 36 states. Now, down there, the Center for Disease Control has narrowed down the cause of the outbreak to an irrigation canal near Yuma, Arizona. But this week, the CDC also declared the outbreak to be over 
and romaine to be safe to eat again. Our friends at Consumer Reports quote the head of food safety as saying, quote, based on all available evidence, we believe there is no longer a risk of illness from consuming romaine lettuce, close quote. Health Canada advises you practice safe food handling at all times, and you can find more tips at their website. And finally, fans of Sheriff Woody, Slinky Dog, and Buzz Lightyear are lining up at Disney World in Orlando, Florida today for the opening of Toy Story Land, the imaginary land that kids of the mid-90s grew to love. Well, effective today, they're bringing their kids with them to enjoy the new 11-acre park. But visitors will never actually see Andy. He was the human boy from the original Toy Story who owns all the toys. The storyline at the park will be that Andy's just been called inside by his mum, leaving all his toys, and you, out in the backyard. This Disney-Pixar collaboration is expected to be a huge hit. Those are some of the week's top consumer stories we're following. We'll look at some more later in the show as well. Stay with us because up next, we'll take your calls to master of all trades, Stephen Bennett, who's here to help you get that summer project finished. At least by Labor Day. This is Vancouver Consumer. You're listening to 980 CKNW. And welcome back to Vancouver Consumer this cloudy Saturday afternoon. It's the Canada Day long weekend. It's a big holiday, no matter what the weather. And of course, in Vancouver, all we ever really care about is not raining. You know, it'd be nice if it was sunny. But the fact that it's not raining, at least at the moment, is a huge bonus. <laughs> Sterling Fox with you, joined in studio by Stephen Bennett. He is uh, what we call him our master of all trades, our Mr. Fix-It. He, uh, he's been our Christmas present to our Vancouver listeners for the past two years years. It's been six months since we've had a chance to say hi. How are you, Stephen? Uh, doing absolutely fantastic. Missed the show. Oh, well, it's good to have you back <laughs> with us now. Remind us yeah. a little bit because we're going to take some calls yeah. from people who are working on summer projects of any description here. You'll give yeah. them a few tips, I hope. But tell us a little bit about yourself. You, you're, you are a, a journeyman, a ticketed journeyman in several <laughs> trades, but you've also been a teacher over the years too. Yeah. I'm a piping trades instructor as well. I took, that on, I took that challenge on and really enjoyed it. I love working with the uh, the students and uh, the whole philosophy behind the business is uh, is diversification through education. So I work a lot with a lot of immigrants and people who are having difficulties passing those red seals. So I do with additional instructions with them and get them through so they get their red seals. Interesting stuff. Yeah. So you're, you're helping bring along the the uh, the Mister Fixits of tomorrow. I'm, I'm just giving back to the trades and making sure we got the best of the best out there. And you're a Kamloops guy originally. You started up in business in Kamloops a long while ago, didn't Correct. you? Correct. Yeah, I was with uh, Rotary for 30 years. A wonderful company. Company. Absolutely amazing. Okay, and how long now down in Vancouver at Mid City? Down with Mid City, we started Mid City uh, two years ago um, and launched that, and it's been doing absolutely wonderful as well. I was going to ask, how's biz? But clearly, oh, uh, it's it's undescribable at this time. It's, it's a point where we have to have to slow it down turn some work away because you can only provide so much of a service. Right. Now, if you're watching uh, national television networks this weekend, friends, uh, you'll be absolutely overwhelmed by how much they're talking about the heat wave. They're talking about Toronto as if the rest of the country is in exactly the same situation, and we're not. They tend to forget that a lot in yeah. Toronto. But I just came back from Toronto. I spent the week there. Yeah. And it's it's seriously, ridiculously hot. Now, in that climate, Stephen, they lived 
lived in a forest. They live in a forest air environment 12 months of the year. The heater yeah. is on all winter. Yeah. The AC is on all summer. That, doctors will tell you, is not particularly good for you, but it's certainly more tolerable. What about air conditioning in Vancouver? Because I like to make the joke when I'm back in Ontario watching these people dying and sweating to death. <laughs> I'm going, well, in Vancouver, the air conditioner generally means open a window, please, because we have these <laughs> this beautiful, fresh ocean breeze 99% of the time. Right. But that's not entirely true. There's a lot of air conditioning going on in Vancouver, too, isn't there? Well, there's there? a tremendous amount. The uh, the residential markets are, are definitely um, uh, looking more into getting air conditioning because we know that temperatures are starting to rise. And they've got the uncomfortable time during the summer months. You've got, probably got about two weeks to a, a month of an intense heat, which is making a lot of grumpy people out there. Mm-hmm. But the, where I find the biggest issue right now is on the high-rises. All the high-rises just simply have the the, the forced air systems that are, are in the hallways, but there's nothing there to provide to the, each residents who have a nice condominium. But there are options. Many split systems, ductless systems. There's, oh, there's all sorts of stuff that we've been doing here to make that environment much more comfortable. Now, you see, of course, it's just a forest of cranes wherever you go, and, and okay. especially in suburban uh, Vancouver, around the city where all of these condos are going up. Stephen, does that mean that these new buildings for which you're going to pay through the nose forever in a day, <laughs> yep. you don't get air conditioning in your apartment after all of that? No. That's what I'm noticing a lot. On the, on the factory designs, they have a makeup air units on the rooftops that are forcing the air down through the hallways, through the, through the, the, uh, so the, the elevator So the building shafts. feels cool when you walk when into you the lobby. When you walk to the sure. hallway, right. it feels warm. Wonderful, yeah. but while you're sitting there under the sunlight, a beautiful sunlight shining down on your glass windows, no, you're baking inside, and there's a lot of uncomfortable. And just opening a window doesn't get the air to come through, and and, and because the pressure's pushing out, not coming in. Right. So as the wind hits the building, it also shears around, so it doesn't get scooped and come into your unit. So a lot of a lot of quests we're getting now with the people are starting to realize there is a there is a way of doing it. It's it's very uh, it's very. Um, uh, inconspicuous, I should say. Okay. And you don't see it. It's on the balcony. It's very, it's, it's, uh, the vol- the volumes of noise is very, very low. It's a ductless system. So you can put multi heads inside your unit. You can do, uh, from cassettes that hang from the ceiling to wall units. You can have them. Uh, all remote control. It's it's a wonderful. Item. And how does the air get from the unit on your deck yeah. through to blow coolness into the house? It gets through it through a compressor, and that's what's saying. The, the low sound is coming through a compressor. And now the do you have to drill a hole in the wall to put a pipe through or something. Yeah, we do one hole through okay, wall, and okay. it's sealed. It's your and, condo, so no biggie. Then, yeah, right? the biggest the biggest issue is is you have to go through your stratus. A lot of people think they can just run out and just go this and hire a contractor and do this. No, it has to be generally approved by the strata. Okay. And then you have to give a concept of the design. If you have the piping path, you have to do full layout photographs. And that's going to do, I do a full report for that so that it gets, makes it easier for the homeowner to get it passed through the strata to have this, this device inside. By the way, Stephen Bennett is here. Mr. Fix-It is on the radio on NW, friends. If you've got a, a summer project you're working on and you've just come right up against the proverbial brick wall, here's a guy who's probably going to be able to help you get around that and get back to moving things again. So let's open up the phone lines right Right away, 604-280-9898. Again, 604-280-9898. You're working on a project and you 
come up against it, Stephen might just be the guy to help you out. Give us a buzz. We'll figure it out together. Back to condos, new condos and air conditioning. So why is it that these air conditioning companies haven't gone around and sold the Strata Council on, well, why don't we just do the whole building all at once or do a volume deal, have a big meeting, and anybody who wants to install this deck unit can do it at once. And if we're going to do 40 units instead of four, we'll probably give you a better price. There'd be a cost savings. That's exactly what we're doing, as a matter of fact. Uh, a lot of the condo, we're just doing, we're just setting one up right now in Port Moody. Beautiful, beautiful condo, two floors. But unfortunately, the sunlight is beaming through. That person does have health issues and needs to create a, a cooler environment mm-hmm. internally for her health. So we've already sent the designs in, uh, the, the entire piping pass, the electrical, the the photograph of the areas where we were going to be putting the, the concept, and we're going to be putting all the distribution heads. Okay, and um, what would the cost to uh, say a, a typical uh, one bedroom condo anywhere around five six hundred square feet to install an air conditioning unit in in a newer building? Okay, that would only require one head for for five hundred square feet, and so that's very simplistic. That one you're probably looking anywhere between fifty five hundred to seventy five hundred dollars is a good price, and that's for your for the electrical and the refrigeration and the units installed. So if I've got a larger unit at say a thousand square feet, yep. should uh, would the price essentially double to about ten grand? No, it's going to go up, but you know, I'd say around closer to ten thousand, but not double the price. Okay, and it's because you're getting another head to add onto the system. You can put there's when you get multiple heads. You can go four heads, six heads. It it all depends on the size of your structure and how you want it laid out. But a small five hundred or thousand foot or even fifteen hundred, they're very simple to do. Okay, now we're talking about summer projects and summertime projects. I mean, everybody has a to-do list and all of that sort of thing. But what do you, you've been at this a long time. What do people generally tend to do when they're doing those do-it-yourself summer projects? I would think, especially in this expensive home climate, renovations would be pretty popular, Steve. It's big right now. We've got 14 bookings already for bathroom renovations. Got to take them one at a time and just get through and make sure that each customer's happy. So along with And do people want, I mean, do they really want... Want to redo the bathroom? Let's tear this. This this was house was built in 1968, and it yep. really hasn't been reconfigured since. Yep. It's time. Let's get her done. Yes. The one thing I'm coming across, and this is go back to our previous conversations we've had before in the in the studio here, is we've got a lot of people out there on Craigslist and different different forms of marketing advertising. People thinking we're going to get a better deal. Let's get this person, but they're not checking those credentials at the door. Right. And then I get the call after, which is. Help me. We've got a disaster here. Uh, we've had a recent one where a guy's entire living room uh, ceiling was on the floor when we arrived. You know, it's, it's, you got to hire the right people to have the qualifications. You as a homeowner have the right to ask for these credentials, especially if it's gas, plumbing, refrigeration, mm-hmm. ask for those credentials. Right. You got to, it's what you're paying for. So get the bang for your buck. You know, when you start hiring guys at, at $25, are you really saving? You know, are you really saving money when you have to call us back after you have to rip the walls down, the tiles got to come down? I'm just using this one example. Everything had to come down. An open body spray was left between two very expensive showers. Just absolutely destroyed the gentleman's home. Mm-hmm. You know, it was terrible. Well, but, no, but this is not the first time we've no. had this conversation because you, a lot of what you do, yeah. a professional, yeah. is come in and clean up the mess made by other so-called professionals Correct. who turned out to be... Pretty incompetent. Correct. Yeah, we're so doing that, a- it's, it's a matter of checking those credentials. Do you, the person who's paying the shot, yeah. owe it to yourself 
to make sure that you've got a legitimate contractor yeah, working for you. You owe it to yourself and your family. For, it's safety first, really. It's, it's safety first. But then you want to make sure that you plummet once. That's it. You right. don't want to look back at it again. You don't want to have to take a wall off again. You don't have to pull out electrical wiring because they didn't have a qualified electrician. And I'm seeing it every single day now. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's becoming a rash. It's, 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 uh, it's pretty painful to see because the people it's affecting and having to pay out twice as much money, it's not a good feeling. And I'm on that, that side where I have to correct it all. So right. it's, you know, they're already frustrated because they've already paid someone to do the job. It wasn't done properly. And now we're doing it properly. And we're doing it with permits. You know, permits have to be in place. It protects you, the homeowner. It, it protects everybody. Right. What's popular in bathroom renovations these? What's different? What do people want that's cool and new in 2018? Oh, the, the new styles is, is fancy glass. The thick glass walk through where you don't have a trim to walk over top of. So walk through shower, you're doing a lot of uh, Schluter designs, so that it's actually your bathroom floor is level with your shower floor. Oh, really? And, yeah, it goes to a trough and goes stainless steel. It goes to any trough design that you want. Rain shower heads, body sprays. This is what people are doing. I've got a big renovation to do right after the show here in <laughs> Richmond, as a matter of fact. And it's actually for a good client of mine whose mother's staying with them and who's who has walking difficulties. So we're putting a sit down showering for her. So oh, we've taken idea. the bathtub out yesterday. We put in a sit-down full fiberglass, glass doors, everything changed. And there would be some kind of handle on the wall or Absolutely. something? Absolutely. Right. Yeah, okay. yeah, just to help her because she's, 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 she's very difficult walking. Oh, okay. So we're going to put what they call a comfort height toilet in for her and change the faucet so it's a single lever, easy to maneuver for her hands, you know, and, and make it more comfortable so she can enjoy her life. Okay, lines are open right now. Stephen Bennett is with us from Mid-City Plumbers in Vancouver. Uh, 604-280-989 you're most welcome to give us a call in whatever you're working on, and perhaps it's got you kind of stymied. Well, Stephen may be able to help you get past that speed bump and move on and get this thing done, hopefully, before Labor Day. <laughs> uh, Bob in Surrey is, is, is checking in. Hi, Bob. What's going on? Hi, guys. Um, I'm a handy guy. You know, I can do some stuff, but we bought a townhouse. or um, uh, Yeah, it's a three-story townhouse in South Surrey, mm-hmm. and I was just appalled that you know, I, I open up a wall to run some HDMI cables, and in the fire break, you know, they had stuffed all the paper taping from the uh, 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 board in the fire break, and it just got worse. And so we spent the last year, I picked a bunch of stuff up, and the builder was supposed to fix it. He never did. It's mm. taken a year to now have the... Is that something that, like, building inspectors don't seem to really inspect? You know, they kind of go through a checklist. Uh, I find out now the city inspectors never came out and inspected the building. They rely on the engineer assigned to this building project to sign off on things, and if they're unscrupulous and in the pocket of the builder. But, like... If I do this again, and I'm hoping to, like, is there something that, like, yeah, I can come to you that isn't just going to go through a checklist or, you know, rely on a builder? Because there's so many things that the tile had to be ripped up. Like, it's mm. just horrible. Well, Bob, yeah. I, I could tell the first thing that Stephen is, is mouthing to me as you're de- describing this stuff is common. Common. So how common is it, Stephen? Extremely common. Well, what it is, it's not really your, your build. Your builder's probably done a, f- a fairly good job at setting up. It's the drywallers that come in after. It's, it's nothing against drywallers. Some drywallers are great. They clean up their mess. But there's there's this disposal fees and disposal issues. Mm. And there's costs involved. So what I'm finding more, in, when I cut walls open, same as yourself, I'm going, what the heck? And what it is, is layers of drywall because they take the small pieces, put it in there. Then they board the big piece over top. And it's like, 
this is our little sanitation dump. We don't have to take and dispose of it. Let's just hide it in the walls. And let's think of it this way. It adds a little more soundproofing and hard value. But when you want to run your wiring or you want to do plumbing, it is a little bit of a frustration. You got to get that stuff out. Okay, yeah. and it, that's uh, that's I'm finding a lot of day and, uh, and a lot of renovations. So now Bob's second question was yep. uh, because he's a little less than impressed by housing inspectors, some mm-hmm. of whom are really good, as you said yep. earlier. Some of these professionals are good, some aren't. And Bob mm-hmm. says some housing inspectors don't do what he considers to be a thorough enough inspection. Yeah, it, you know that's that's always been a very gray area. There's some really, like I say, there's very there's really good uh, inspectors, and there's guys that just come in, get the dollar, and get back out, charge you for it. And it's not fair to you and your family, but it, it's the stuff that we come in afterwards. Sometimes it's better off to say, if you know a pal and friend, call Steve. Say, Steve, would you mind coming over here and taking a look at this house for me and tell me how the plumbing, the HVAC, and the, and the, everything is? Do you do this sort of work too? Oh, I just do it for free. Okay, I just I help people out all the time. Okay. It's something I just did. I just did an inspection recently on a boiler system and a plumbing and everything for a home. And it's, it's just simply acquaintances. So, you know, they, there's the engineer's job is they can, they can supersede the codes or they can override the authority having jurisdiction, which is your, is your, your building inspectors, your plumbing inspectors, and so on. All right. Now, for Sorry. Bob, uh, midcityplumbers.com is Stephen's website, and the, all of the contract information is right there, Bob. And I would recommend uh, highly that you uh, check the website, give Stephen a call, and set something up, and uh, have, have, that conver- have more of the conversation yeah. you've yeah. started with us. Stephen, we need to take a quick break for the, the news at the bottom of the hour, 604 9898. More of your calls on Vancouver Consumer after this. And welcome back to Vancouver, this uh, Vancouver Consumer, rather, this holiday weekend at CKNW, Sterling Fox with Mr. Fixit, Stephen Bennett. Back with us, Stephen was our Christmas present for the last two years to our <laughs> Vancouver Consumer listeners. We had a lot of fun every time Stephen comes in because people who are up against it, you know, I've taken this on perhaps a little more than I should have, but nonetheless, I've, I've assumed this thing and now I'm up against it and I need a little help. So this is the guy to talk to if you've got a problem, 604 9898. You've been talking, and you've mentioned this before on your appearances on this program, Stephen. You spend a lot of your time, you and your team, yeah. uh, cleaning up other people's messes. And you're working on a, on, a, on a building right now in downtown Vancouver that's four, it's a four-story condo building Correct. Uh, on Main Street somewhere. And it started construction in 2015, and it's still not open. What happened, and what have you been able to do? We've had a, uh, two major projects, one in Surrey that's uh, uh, where they've taken advantage of a senior, and it was, uh, it was quite... Uh it was a terrible outcome because after 2015, he hadn't even got to the point of having inspections done. We got him through. He's passed. Engineer, everything's done to engineering standards. All the engineers have passed it, and he's off the, off the races. It's okay. taken four and a half months of hard work, but we got there. We've got that one downtown on Vancouver, uh, in Vancouver, and, and what it came down to is uh, lack of experience or lack of abilities or lack of employees. One of, the, one of them's happened, and as a result, the building didn't get didn't advance forward. Uh, all the knockouts through the concrete were all in the wrong spots. So we've had a, a great challenge working with uh, some new students that just graduated, and it's been doing absolutely fantastic. We've already rough, roughed in the whole building, got all to the top floor in a matter of two months. So got get the uh, building owner back on track. You have an interesting policy, though. Wherever possible, you you bring students 
uh, and these are students, of course, who are in the trades and Correct. who are. It's a four-year program, and so they're yeah. well into their 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 learning curves. Correct. But they need hands-on experience. So Correct. wherever possible, you'll get those students in and yeah. get the get the tools and and the implements in their hands and give them the guidance to get it done themselves. So they learn hands-on rather than by just theory. Exactly. A lot of the uh, the plumbers out there sometimes they come up courses. They start off to go through first year, second year, third year, and fourth year, and all they've done is drilled holes. Mm-hmm. They're not learning much. Yeah. So coming through the program through us, and, and I, what I work and teach the guys, I'm there beside them. I'm giving them direction as to the codes, the violations, and, and piece by piece they hand it to get them that final touch to help them pass their final exams. And it's, it's been working wonderful. All the guys that we've had, uh, mostly we've got uh, our foremans. Our foremans also do the same thing. They teach and instruct the students the same way I do. So it, it helps build their confidence and how to teach people and keeps giving back to the trades. Interesting stuff. Let's go yep. back to the phones here, and we'll start in White Rock this round. Ray, good afternoon. Hi, guys. Yeah, I just got a question about laying ceramic tile in a bathroom floor. Okay. okay. Um, I don't know if your guest does uh, tiling as well. as He's smiling, Ray. He's with you. <laughs> I've seen okay. lots and lots, yeah. Go ahead. Okay, good, good. I've never done it before, and the existing floor has linoleum on it. Does that linoleum have to come off first? Uh, it's it's a lot of guys don't. I suggest that you do get it back down to the raw wood so that the adhesives contact and bond much better. If it's on something that's vinyl and slippery, I see tend to see more fractures and cracks uh, premature or faster than you want to see them actually. So yeah, I would I would definitely try to cut it back and and get it back and just sand it down and get it down to the the, the existing good wood or sheet wood over a thin wood over top a quarter board. Right over top of that. It's a little extra right. work, right? But oh, yeah. it's, it's worth it. Oh, it's worth it because that you know, finished product lasts a long time. You don't get the problems with it. You don't have the cracks and the fraction, the grout coming up. So, Ray, I don't imagine you really wanted to hear there's a little extra work needed, but <laughs> now you know the right way to do it, right? <laughs> Yeah, 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 and also, like, do you need to heat the linoleum to peel it off, or? No, no, I just scrape it right off. I take an exacto knife, and if you're, gonna, if you're not going to move your cabinetry, if it, this is for your bathroom, for say, uh, just pull it all, pull it up, and you're going to get a paper product that's going to be bonded to the wood, and just clean it off. Just scrape it off, clean it off properly, and then you can just go ahead and bond right to that. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. And then one last thing, just yeah. to ensure that the uh, complete uh, tile is level. Do you use like a four foot level or something or what's the... Yeah, yeah. There, there, there's many different techniques of doing it. Uh, using a long level to make sure that the room is 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 uh, level is is a good idea. Um, your top, your your grouting, or actually your glue bonds that you're using is going to give you the ability to level it when you're putting putting your tiles down and you're using that long level. That's how you keep it, it all together and keep it flush and even. Okay. You got the, you got the right idea. You're right on the right on the ball with that. Excellent. Okay, good. Well, I'll, I'll try it and keep my fingers crossed. Yeah, just make sure that you tile from the wall out so that you don't crawl across the tiles after, which I've seen. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's called Make tiling it. yourself in a corner. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Help. Have fun, Ray. All right, Ray. Thanks. Thanks, Thanks. for the call. We'll uh, we'll check in with Jesse next in Vancouver. Jesse, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Um, uh, I have a question concerning uh, my, for my uh, mother's in-law suite. Uh, I'm finished. I'm taking the carpeting out. Uh, she's allergic uh, and want to put uh, uh, flooring in. Uh-huh. And the uh, thing I've settled on, because it, I'm told it's non-slip, is a vinyl plank flooring. 
the uh, reason was I didn't want to use any throw rugs on a uh, 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 on um, wood flooring. Uh, and vinyl flo- uh, plank flooring, the surface seemed uh, like it was non-slip. Uh, I'm just guessing uh, the way it feels in Home Depot. My question is, can I use it in kitchen and uh, washroom also? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, as long as you, they, you put the application in properly, absolutely. And, and non- non-slip is good because, yeah, there's a lot of products out that are really slippery, especially for the seniors. Uh, what about vinyl flooring? Can I find it in uh, a design which will be non-slip? I'm sure that you can actually. Okay. Have you gone? Have you gone to the floor? Your floor suppliers to see, take a look at what products uh, they have. I saw the samples, and they yeah. feel that they are non-slip, but I don't know what they'll feel like once they are in place, like once they are installed. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna feel it because it's gonna have um, creases. It's gonna have bumps. It's gonna have things that 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 help you not slip. You know, if you get the smooth surface, it's pretty obvious. It, it's you, you walk on with your feet. Take your take your shoes off. Get your socks. Put your feet on it yourself and feel it. And the other thing I wasn't yep. sure of, at the edges where the flooring meets the uh, wall, do I have to caulk it with uh, silicone sealant so the water doesn't go uh, underneath? I, use a, uh, I don't use silicone. I use a DAP product that's, uh, that's a water-based and paintable product, and you take a sponge to it after you apply it, and it comes off a nice, smooth, glossy, creamy finish and, and really nice. If you put silicone, you don't get that. You get, you'll get smearing. You'll get all sorts of stuff that you won't see today, but you'll see in three or four months, and then sure. it looks terrible. So stick and with, Deb, the, the, stick with uh, the caulking. Uh, you're talking about the latex product. Uh, that is very easy to apply, but I found it uh, I, for outdoor applications – I had to remove the uh, latex uh, uh, caulking and had to install silicone. Correct. Although the finish is awful, I agree. Correct. Right. Okay. Unfortunately, yeah, it's, caulking is, is uh, like I say, it's water-based. So you don't want to use it in a place where you're going to have a lot of moisture, uh, especially outside, because it'll start to run. It'll look terrible. Yeah, you'll have to resort to silicone and be an artist like that. And in the washroom, there will be moisture. Yeah, yeah. Ma- washrooms, I'll generally do the washroom. Uh, I can do it both ways, caulking, because you've, you've got the exhaust fan to take that moisture out if it's plumbed properly and you wouldn't have the problem with moisture. So I, I'd feel free with that, but around your actual fixtures, around your sinks and things like that, I would definitely resort to uh, uh, using a silicone product. And Sterling, thank you so much for allowing uh, follow-up questions. I have heard you since when you used to have uh, an overnight program oh for the last 30 years or so. <laughs> wow. And this is the second time I've ever phoned on your program. And the first time it was very frustrating because uh, you cut me off. I couldn't have follow-up questions. And it's not as if the callers were waiting. There was uh, like you had to fill up uh, with the beautiful language you used. And I was so disappointed. But this time you allowed follow-up questions i thank you so much for it well you're quite welcome jesse thanks very much for calling it's good to hear from you again and and i'm glad i performed a little better this time around than last back to jesse's point though he was because his mom's going to move in yeah uh, and he's removing the carpets because mom is allergic to Mm -hmm. that and he's concerned about mom falling which he (laughs) rightly should be but so he's going to install a non-stick a non-slip type floor i wanted to take that and apply it to the bathroom are there things that you can put besides a bath mat 
that mm -hmm. in an old bathtub to make it non-slippery? Yeah, you can actually buy the tubs like that now. They now have the bumps and the, gr and the grooves and the grinds so that she can't slip on that. Right, but so, can you convert? Is there anything you can yeah. do to an old tub or is it just time to give it the toss? Just time to give it the toss. Right, okay. <laughs> but there's also, you know, for just talking about his products, you know, there's a lot of tiles are anti-slip tiles. Really important, like kitchen areas and bathrooms. When they do get wet, especially for, again, I keep going back to the seniors mm -hmm. because they see the accidents. So, you know, there are products you can get that's specific that you don't slip. And I've, see, I've seen a lot of places I've gone into commercial kitchens where they put just, hey, they've got a great deal on tile, let's just throw it in. But it's becoming a skate rink and the employees are now at risk. Right. Yeah, you can't do that. You've got to put, you've got to put in something that's an anti-slip product. And the other thing that uh, Jesse mentioned was samples. And when you go to a, a home store, a Lowe's, a Home Depot, wherever, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, unless you know what you're doing or somebody knowledgeable comes up and says, can I give you a hand? What are you looking for? And, yeah. and some of those stores are really good at that. Yeah. But sometimes when you get these samples, it's like these paint chips. You're going to try and decide what, the, what, your, what your house looks like on the basis of like a two-inch square piece of colored paper. And, you know, I, so when they give you a sample of a piece of flooring material, yeah. you want to be able to have a piece of material that yeah. you can rub your, your hand yeah. against and see whether that slip business is there or not. Yeah, that's so you want to go somewhere yeah. where you can actually get something bigger than a postage stamp to make a decision on. Correct. So pull it out of the package, lay it on the floor, step on it, have some fun with it. But make sure that it is an it says specifically that it isn't an anti-slip. Okay. okay. 604-280-9898. The lines are open right now to our Mr. Fix-It, Stephen Bennett. 604-280-9898. Um, we see, and I saw a lot of this. I just got back from Ontario, where it's just boiling hot and stupid this weekend. We're so lucky out here. Love the ocean breeze. Uh, but you know what they're, what they're getting into, and you see a lot in the countryside around the cities, is solar farms. You see Ooh. these, you know, these solar panels, and they Ooh. follow the sun through the day. Yes. And people uh, buy them, and they invest a fair bit of money in them, but they apparently start to pay for themselves within 10 years because you're putting power back into the grid. I'm so glad you brought that up, actually, because we've uh, we've also got a sister company called Mid-City Electrical, and that's by Keegan out, out in, uh, in, the Lang in Langley and... Uh, oh, what's it called there? It's a lightning area. Anyhow, he's out in that area and is now diversifying. We've got uh, franchises going across Canada to the top educators and all the top colleges, and it's already launched. We all launched all of Alberta through uh, Sate, oops, excuse me, through Sate and Nate. And uh, uh, the solar panel thing is my nephew just graduated. I just got back from Saskatoon with his graduation. Highly intelligent young man. He's one of 12. So is he now a technician? Can they can, oh. can install this stuff? Oh, yeah. This okay. we're specifically, he's taking, learn, take, putting him back into school to learn this whole new thing about solar, about windmills, about living off the grid and bringing that power back to the grid. Mm -hmm. So this is the sort of technology that we're all going to. I mean, Asia has been into this technology for many years ahead of ourselves. We take our resources for, for granted. Granted, whereas they didn't, They're, as theirs have, come, they have, have uh, depleted, they've come up with different ideas, and so now we're starting to receive those. Our city folk, uh, Bob, hang in there, get yeah. to your call yeah. in just a sec. One last question on this solar. Our city people, with just a, a typical residential lot in Surrey or Langley or North Van, uh, can you do a mini solar mm. thing on your property that mm. makes it worthwhile? Yeah, right on your rooftop. Yeah, like, you start to see them everywhere. You start to see uh, in the camels, for example, there's a seniors complex, there's, there's grids all on the roof tops deflecting from the sun just to get mm -hmm. collecting the sun's energy for the heating of the building so there's a lot of cost savings i've seen a lot of residents simply even just having placards out front i'll call it a placard and it's 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 absorbing the sun and charging their batteries okay let's yeah. go to bob in vancouver hi bob 
Hi. Uh, can he recommend an electrician? Can Stephen recommend an electrician? I think I'm looking at one, Bob, at midcityplumbers.com. What specifically is the issue, Bob? Uh, I want to change some lights. So the wiring on the electrical wiring? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Keegan over at Mid City Electrical. Uh, he's he's the uh, the owner of that uh, that company, and he's fantastic. Mid City yeah. Electrical. Mid City Electrical. Yep. I'll, I'll give you his number here if you want to hear. It. It's Mid City Electrical in Vancouver at seven seven eight. Yeah. Okay. 237-7456. Yeah. And what's his name? His name is Keegan. Keegan. So this is a... Okay, Bob, give Keegan a call and uh, he'll get you started there. Get yeah. that uh, wiring redone for the new lights. So Mid-City Electrical is a sister company of Mid-City Plumbers. Correct. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. So that, so you're in Vancouver. Where, yeah. where was, where's the office of Mid-City Plumbers? It's, it's in Burnaby now. Oh, okay. It moved, it had moved to a lo- larger location at, uh, over in Ewart on, uh, in Burnaby. Well, this is a nice problem to yeah. have. If you have to move <laughs> because your business is getting bigger, this, yeah. this is a good problem. It's a good reason for moving. <laughs> it is a you good... weren't evicted. You had yeah, to, you had so to we, move because we got bigger. Yes, we got and, bigger. And so Mid-City Electrical, your sister company, Correct. is in Langley. Yes. He was, a, he was a, a brilliant person that I came across. He's uh, 28 years old, uh, working in he was a foreman for the high-rises here in downtown Vancouver. And uh, I just showed him a different way of, of developing education and giving back. And he's just doing amazing. And there's also Mid-City Plumbers in Abbotsford and in Calgary now. Yeah, too. Cal- My gosh, you are expanding. <laughs> the, the Calgary thing is new since it, we saw each yeah, other last. Calgary, Edmonton, Fort McMurray just got signed. And then we're looking in Saskatoon. Their markets are a little low right now. But it's again, this is done through educators. This is done through education. This is not just opening franchises. When you graduate at Mid-City Plumbers, when we've got you through it, I give you the ability to have a franchise of your own for nothing. I just... I. Pass it on, and I keep teaching the business. So, if side you're a graduate through the Mid City Plumbers Program, then you yep. can open a Mid City Plumbers franchise, as someone clearly has just done in Abbotsford and Calgary, yep. and off you go. Correct, exactly. Yeah, well, I, you know that's that's a pretty I, big boost into the world of business. Yeah. You know that not every graduate of a trades program is uh, lucky enough to find. No, I put a lot of effort into the guys. It, it's their futures, and you know it, it, the guys are working really hard. They're all doing amazing. They're following exactly to the letter how how we built success the first time first time around, and uh, and they're and they're doing fantastic. Okay, now I wanted to. I'm going to get a couple of minutes left, and I wanted to ask you about back right back to square one. And you and I have had this conversation now at least four times on CKNW. Yep. It's about credentials. Correct. It's about our hard-earned after-tax dollars Correct. that we set aside to fix and improve our homes and our lives, and we want to make sure we give that that hard-earned dough yeah. to someone who not only deserves it, but who will give me the best bang for my buck. Yeah. And not always the cheapest deal, because that's no. where we fail sometimes, and that's where we get caught and end up calling guys like you to come in and clean up the mess six months later. That's exactly what happens. So tell us about uh, credentials. Yeah, at Credential, it's it's vitally important, you know, as a consumer, and I and like I said, we have talked about this quite a bit. It, when when someone comes to your door, don't be shy. Ask them for the credentials. You're hiring someone to come and repair your high efficient boiler. Are they trained? Do they know what they're doing? You know, have they have they taken the schooling on this new technology? Because just because you have a gas license doesn't make you a, a, a technician. Mm-hmm. It just means you can work with gas. But to actually have that background and experience of working with the products, and once you know, and, and I love to see the guys that when I teach them and they learn all about the efficiency, whether it's a Wiesman or a Navian or Renai, 
and you got to do a service in a high efficient appliance. And I've taught them step by step by step. And mm. I carry all these books in my truck. Right, sure. I got a security vault in my truck of all this all this education, and I keep it there for that reason. And I and I, I teach them. You know, it's it, you're going to hire somebody. Make it make it so they know what they're doing, so they fix it fast and efficiently at the best cost. When you hire someone who doesn't have qualification, then you start seeing your bills go up because the hours are going on and on and on because they're still practicing on your unit. Right. And you don't want to pay someone to practice on your unit. You want to pay somebody to fix your unit. And that's why you got to ask, get somebody who's, who's factory trained or qualified, who has the train on high efficiencies. That's most important. It's your money. Make it count. Stephen Bennett from MidCityPlumbers.com. By the way, friends, there's no hyphen. It's just MidCityPlumbers.com, a terrific website, easy to get a hold of Stephen and his team, and uh, they'll be happy to help you out with whatever the issue may be. Stephen, great to see you again. Thanks for taking time out of a long weekend. I know you're off to Richmond, right back to work. (laughs) Right back to work. With your wife, Josie, here. So (laughs) thanks for taking an hour of uh, of our time and giving it to us this afternoon. A real treat for our listeners here on Vancouver. Thank you very much for having me. Stephen Bennett from MidCityPlumbers.com. We're back after this. Thanks. And once again, our thanks to Stephen Bennett from Vancouver's MidCity Plumbers for a very helpful visit. And thanks for your calls, too. Clearly, those supposedly easy home projects can pose more than a few problems. In our next hour, a midsummer hockey fix with the legendary Jim Robson. Time now for Duly Noted. This time, our producer, Ben Dooley, looks at the city of Victoria's plastic ban. Thanks, Sterling. Victoria Mayor Lisa Helps hopes the provincial government will consider a province-wide ban on one-use plastic checkout bags. On July 1st, a bylaw comes into effect that will ban the bags in her city. It's unnecessary waste, so we have about 17 million plastic bags in the landfill every year just from the city of Victoria alone. There is no official proposal yet before the province to ban plastic bags, but helps hopes the idea will be discussed. The Victoria bylaw requires stores in the capital to stop providing plastic bags on July 1st, but can continue to hand out existing stock until the end of the year. Fines will be leveled starting January 1st, 2019, with any Victoria stores found handing out plastic bags eligible for a fine between $50 and $10,000. Starting on July 1st, customers in Victoria will be able to buy paper bags for 15 cents or a reusable bag for a dollar. I'm Ben Dooley, and that's Dooley Noted. Thank you, Ben, very much. Uh, We follow this plastic ban story closely on this program, including Vancouver's ban for a a plan for a ban, rather, sometime next year. And, of course, last week we told you about A&W's announcement of a straw ban. Well, this week, 19 more restaurant chains across Canada told us they're about to follow suit. Now, this includes well-known restaurant names like Swiss Chalet, Eastside Mario's, and New York Fries, among others. Their parent company, Recipe Unlimited, which used to be called Kara Operations, says all their restaurants will begin phasing out plastic straws in favor of biodegradable paper straws next month, with the goal of being finished completely by next March. So you see, the trend is on. While basketball fans everywhere are debating where LeBron James will land for 
absurd dollars, and the L.A. Lakers seems to be a likely spot, local NBA fans will be pleased to hear the Toronto Raptors will be returning to Rogers Arena this fall for a preseason game against the Portland Trailblazers. The date, September 29th, and the game will follow the Raptors training camp, which will be held here this year. Last year, the Raptors trained over in Victoria, and they didn't play an exhibition game here, so they're back training in Vancouver, and uh, they'll catch up to the the last game, which was two years ago. You recall maybe when Steph Curry and the Golden State Warriors rolled into town. Well, the Raptors will also make a preseason stop in Montreal after they play that exhibition game against Portland here following their training camp. Tickets? Sure. They go on sale on the 14th of this month for the Vancouver game, which also will include fan events and appearances by NBA stars of yesterday and today. That is our first hour of Vancouver Consumer for today, produced by Ben Dooley. Andrew Ferreira is driving. Stay with us. We'll take a break for the news, and we'll be right back after with our second Canada Day long weekend treat. Legendary hockey broadcaster Jim Robson will join us live with a midsummer look ahead at the NHL and our Canucks on Vancouver Consumer. Stay with us right here. You're on 980 CKNW. The proceeding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW.